Chloe Bailey is no stranger to the blinding lights of fame. When she was just a teen, she and her sister Hallie posted a cover of Beyonce's Pretty Hurts to their YouTube channel. The video went viral, catching the attention of none other than Queen Bee herself, who then signed the singing sister duo to a deal with her management company, Parkwood Entertainment. Mama said, you're a pretty girl, it's in your head, it doesn't matter, brush your hair and fix your teeth, what you wear is all that matters. With raw talent, natural beauty, and a mentor like Beyonce, Chloe and Halle's debut album, The Kids Are Alright, earned them their first two Grammy nominations for Best New Artist and Best Urban Contemporary Album. Their follow-up album, Ungodly Hour, would go on to collect two more nominations, cementing their critical darling status. In 2021, Chloe Bailey embarked on her solo career, quickly making a splash on social media, gaining 1 million Instagram followers in less than a week after making her own account. But it was the release of her debut single, Have Mercy, that really got the internet talking. Every one of Chloe's electrifying live performances caused her to trend on social media soon after she hits the stage, confirming what we already knew before. Chloe Bailey is a star. My name is Tamara Dia. This is the Spout Podcast, where famous people spout off about more than what they're famous for. And today, that's Chloe Bailey. Okay, you beautiful thing. What's up, Chloe? How are you today? I'm chilling. I'm doing great, actually. How are you? I'm good. I love when people say they're doing great because I feel like, you know, sometimes they'll be like, yeah, I'm good. But I feel like when you say you're doing great, I believe it. So I'm very happy to hear that. I believe it. Well, you should be doing great because you are making quite the splash with your debut solo single, Have Mercy, which opened in the top five on the Billboard R&B chart. So congratulations on that. Thank um, you. You're welcome. So tell me about the message of Have Mercy and why you chose this track to set off your solo career. Oh, yes. So the message with Have Mercy, it was definitely a response to what everyone has said about me, whether good or bad. And it's me taking the part <laughs> back of my body and just finding all of the beautiful things about it and feeling confident. So I wrote that song with my friend Tehran and it was like literally a response to everything. Like we talked more than we did actually writing the song. It took us like less than an hour and everything we talked about was how people see me in this different light and how they may not understand me, but it's all right. Wait, that's incredible. It took you an hour to write that song? Mm -hmm, Less than, yeah. That's amazing. I love that. Why was this the song that you knew had to be your solo single? I knew it the moment I finished cutting it, but I never want to jinx anything or speak too soon. I'm like, there might be better songs, but then my label heard this song and they all felt the same. And I was like, let's go. 
I love that. Can we please talk about your performance of Have Mercy on Jimmy Fallon? Because girl, when I literally, the talent was like jumping through my screen. And I love that you're so dynamic and it's not, you know, you're multifaceted. You have so many different skills when it comes to the artistry of music. And it's really cool to see not only on camera, but even when you're listening to it and the audio. Um, But I feel like that performance specifically left so many people polarized. And you talked about it just now, um, you know, with you kind of taking ownership of your body and all these other people thinking that it's okay to talk about things like that in a public sphere. But, you know, yesterday you were trending on Twitter because people were saying, quote, you were doing too much. So when you, (laughs) I love that you laughed about that because you also had a cheeky response when you said that doing too much was your specialty. So I love that. What do you think about when you, you know, see or hear comments like that? You know, in the beginning, it got to me because I was like, I'm being myself. I don't know. But now I'm like, well, I'm grateful people are watching and they're talking about it because I'd rather that than no one watch it. (laughs) That's true. I mean, you know, they were definitely talking about it. And I don't know, I feel like specifically there's this double standard for women when it comes to sexiness and owning your sexiness. And I feel like, you know, in a weird way that the world is always telling us to be more confident, right? And someone like you comes along and you step fully into your skin and you're being told it's too much. Why do you think that is? Well, I honestly don't know. However, I will not change. So people can keep saying that and I will keep being myself and the world will keep spinning. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think there is such a thing as being too sexy? No, because who is to say what's too much or too little? Like what meter are you going off of? I don't, I'm not aware. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Right. Like keep us posted because I don't think that it exists. Um, (laughs) You know, someone else who was getting the wrath recently on, on the internet for quote unquote doing too much was Lizzo. She, you know, dressed into this like beautiful sheer dress at Cardi B's birthday party this week. Right. And, you know, again, the internet is going to internet as they do, but for yourself, you're someone who also is very body positive. Like, what are your thoughts on that? I love Lizzo. And I think if anyone saw another female in that dress, they wouldn't say that. Just like I'm 23, a lot of 23 year olds post what I post even worse, but no one says anything. So people like to pick and choose who they want to talk mess about. But I'd much rather, you know, people speak about the things they are speaking about instead of saying I'm not talented because no one has ever said that. No one has said I can't sing. No one has said I can't dance. So I'd rather just be too much of something good than too little of anything. Let's talk more about Have Mercy because it is such a great track. But what can you tell us about your upcoming album? Because, you know, we out here, we we need it. What's happening with it? (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm technically a brand new artist and I've only had maybe one or two songs and one of them was a cover. So I definitely want to keep releasing music uh, before I put out my project, honestly. But the project is 85 to 90% done. I'm thinking early next year. I don't know. I don't have a date. I'm just guessing. So timing is everything. But definitely more music. I have so much, I have so many songs that are done. I know you're still working on it, but you did say it's 80 to 90% done. So what can fans expect? They can expect me being very raw and vulnerable and emotional. I never speak on anything that I'm going through publicly, but I always put it in the music. And I have like the past two years, I've been through so much. And when I'm in the most pain, I write the best music. So it's going to be good. (laughs) 
Okay. Well, I'm, I'm sad to hear that you're in pain, but I, I'm glad that you have an outlet like music to be able to, you know, work through it and express mm-hmm. that. Or, or can we expect any features on the album? I know a lot of people are wondering if maybe Beyonce will make an appearance. Definitely expect features on the project. Who knows? We'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> I love it. Especially when you sing it like that. We'll, we'll take that coy answer. <laughs> um, well, let's talk more a little bit about Beyonce because you guys have such a special relationship. What's the best advice she's given you? She's given me a lot. And even more recently as well, she's given me some great gems. You know, something that she continues to remind me of is to trust my gut and my instinct and my voice. And what I love is that she's always asking me, what do you want to do? And even before she even gives me her advice, she'll be like, what do you want? And then I'm like, well, what do you think? Because she has so much expertise and she's been exactly where I've been. And anything she says, honestly, I'll listen to. I think anyone will. I mean, it's Queen B. Sure. <laughs> I just, I'm really grateful to have her support, especially during this time, because it's not as easy as I might make it appear to be because I'm finding my confidence in believing in myself. So, you know, the performing part, that is so much fun when I'm actually on the stage, but it's stressful building up to it and rehearsing. But I think the biggest obstacle has been believing in myself and having someone like her remind me of my light is pretty special. You you mentioned finding your confidence because when you're on stage, you seem so confident. So it's hard for us to think that like you you might struggle with confidence. Oh, yeah. But can I say something on the stage myself completely like after maybe the first 30 seconds when I release the nerves, that's who I am. Yeah, I think like if you took away because we all go through things and we all become kind of jaded by the world in a way. But if you took everything that I've gone through negatively, that's me on the stage. That's, that's like me and my complete self, not, not in my head. Not, yeah. You just release on stage, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Like a fireball. I love that. I wish I had some way to do that. I'm like, I, I don't know. I punch a pillow, <laughs> which is considered that's good <laughs> though. That's great. I'm going to do that. One time I threw my pillow really hard and I felt great doing that. But yeah. you know, it really helps boxing. True. Yeah, I do that too. I'm not a violent person, but boxing, because even the combos, it's like choreography. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you just get that out. So do you train as a boxer? No, I would just do it to work out. I haven't done it in like a few months, but when I would work out, I loved it. It was nice. Favorite. Girl, I was about to picture you like in the in the ring, like let's go. She has another talent. I love it. (laughs) I'm good because I got fast reflexes. I believe it. This episode of the Spout Podcast is brought to you by Headspace. So you've probably tried meditation before and it didn't work, right? Or maybe you felt like you were just doing it wrong. Perhaps all you need is just a little bit of guidance. There's a reason why so many people swear by meditation as part of their mental health plan, including myself. When I first started meditating, I just couldn't turn my brain off. But with practice and a little bit of guidance, it's become one of the best tools to help me relieve stress. I'm here to say you shouldn't give up on it. Try Headspace. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Their stress reliever guided meditation has helped me in moments where my anxiety has tried to take over. And instead of spinning out, I just put on my headphones, breathe, and listen to my guide. 
Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. Headspace's approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Trust me, you deserve to feel happier. And Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash spout. That's headspace.com slash spout for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Again, that's headspace.com slash spout. This episode of the Spot Podcast is brought to you by Raycon Wireless Earbuds. I'm just going to jump right to the point. Hands down the most comfortable wireless earbuds I've ever put in my ear. And that's saying something. I've tried them all. Okay. These don't have that plastic feel, that hard feel, the ear fatigue or even pain that you get with some of the others. And the new everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. They are ready for the task. Whether you're working, you need that pure mode so you can hear talking. Maybe you're listening to a podcast like Spout. They've got balance mode, keeps you right in the middle. And then bass mode when you're working out or you just want all of the bass. I get it. I'm right there with you. They last all day, eight hours of playtime, 32 hours of battery life. Of course, they have a mic, so you're set for the Zoom meetings or the FaceTime calls. And they start at half the price of other premium audio brands, but they sound just as good. And you don't even have to believe that. You just got to try them out. They come with a 45-day happiness guarantee. So jump on it right now. Spout listeners can get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash spout. That's buyraycon.com slash spout to save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash spout. We talked about Beyonce's advice to you. Has Jay-Z ever given you any advice? He's always really supportive and cool. Like, he's the chillest guy. Like, he's really calm. He's a nice guy. I like him. (laughs) Do you want to share the advice that he gave you? Are you keeping that on lock? (laughs) I mean, it's pretty similar to B. So I feel like I'll just be repeating myself, but I love them. I love both of them a lot. You know, there's like the the ongoing meme on Twitter where it's like the, about Jay-Z and about whether you should take $500,000 or go to dinner with Jay-Z. Have you seen that? I have seen that. You're asked, what would I do? Yeah. Honestly? Hmm. I think if you sat down at dinner with him, he'd say you should have taken the money and invested (laughs) in dreams. I mean, right? Yes, 100%. I'd love to have dinner and sit and pick his brain, of course. But I think, yeah, I love that meat. I don't know. You can't lose, but, yeah. Yeah, I definitely feel like Jay-Z would have told people to take the money. He's probably laughing so hard at this meme. (laughs) Well, you're not just a talented musical artist. You're also an actress. We've seen you in Grownish. And now you have an upcoming film, Jane, which we're excited to hear more about. What can you tell us about Jane? Yeah, so Jane is like a thriller involving high school and social media. And I was happy to play alongside my co-star, Madeline. Um, I, we really like clicked on set. So I was happy to have her when we were in Albuquerque. Yeah, for sure. Nice. And um, I know, you know, obviously like they're both passions of yours. Do you have a favorite between music or the acting? I don't have a favorite. Well, mm. I go back and forth because my dream when I was a little girl was to be on Broadway and it's like encompassing all of that. So it's like, I think just in certain moments, I have certain favorites. Right now it's of course music, but I really want to get into acting and like really show, because people haven't seen me act like that. Like they've just seen me in grownish and I have so much like pent up emotion and acting with the songwriting process. That's when it's so therapeutic and freeing, getting your emotions out. 
also in acting especially when you find a piece of material that you connect with so much it feels like you're almost reliving that painful thing and or whatever happy moment whatever it's like you're reliving it and it's like very therapeutic i can't explain it so i really enjoy both so does that mean we can see you in more acting roles coming up oh yeah for sure for sure nice I love that. And then your sister, Hallie, is also stepping into the role of the iconic Little Mermaid, yes. also kind of, you know, going into her acting chops. What what was, you know, what went through your mind when you found out she booked that role? I was so happy for her. I remember we were all together. I think it was on 4th of July because it was a few days after my birthday. And I was in the garage, our studio with her in Branson. And I was on the phone. I heard while she was on speaker and the directors were telling her the news and it was so fitting. Like, if you look at her face, she looks like Ariel. And, you know, her voice matches and her sweet, graceful energy. So I'm really happy for her. Like, they couldn't have found a more perfect Ariel, and her voice tops it off. And it's a groundbreaking casting. I know. And she's Black. Come on, girl. My Black Ariel. About time. We're, we're really excited to see it. Have you seen any clips from it yet? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> We're dying to see it. We're so excited. You know, between launching a solo career and now working as an actress, um, you obviously seem really busy. We also saw you uh, at the Met this year and at Fashion Week in Paris. So I know uh, fashion is a big passion for you. Is that also something we can see you kind of dive into? Absolutely. I think like I'm learning what I like style-wise and finding who I am in the fashion world and that's been fun and sometimes you get a hit sometimes you get a miss that's life and it's I'm getting more into like brands and like designers and I used to laugh at ladies or like you know and you'd be watching movies and tv shows and you hear like oh I need retail therapy but now I'm <laughs> that like I was sad the other day I went and I bought a bag and a wallet and I felt so good <laughs> I said uh-oh it's starting. Yeah, you got to be careful with that. I've done some damage with some retail therapy. <laughs> so what was it like being at the Met? Because, you know, most of us are watching that from, you know, our, our, our the comfort of our couches. And, you know, I, I feel like I'm like a mini Anna Wintour, like being like, what's this outfit? This, you know. <laughs> Anna is so sweet. I just saw her the other day. Any big red carpet event, I get a little anxiety performing's easier because I'm showcasing something I know I'm confident in but like posing on the red carpet with all these people yelling at you like that makes me a bit nervous but I was happy that my sister and I were going together because regardless if we didn't know anyone we had each other mm -hmm. and you know we actually got in there and it was the most chill event and I was thoroughly surprised and I think none of us could have a plus one so it was everyone there just being themselves. They're all comfortable. There's no cameras. You don't have to worry about anything. No one's like thinking about how they're looking. We're just having a great time. And I had so much fun. I really, really did. And I didn't think it would be like that. I had a fantastic time. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine it would be kind of like uppity and bougie. But yeah, you would think, you would think, and you would think you'd feel so many egos and it'd be weird energy. No, it was the complete opposite. And Justin Bieber performed and he was even sitting right next to me at my table. He's so sweet. And like, there's so many people I met that night who I'm fans of. And it was just really chill. Like, I think that was one of my favorite events. I've been to a, also with, what was the other one? Gold party, B&J's gold party, because no cameras. Oh, are yeah. I feel like when no one can really take pictures or there's no cameras around, people can be themselves. And 
you know, it's just, yeah. So those have been my favorite, I think. When you're sitting at tables with people like Justin Bieber, are you thinking in your head like, oh, I wonder if we can do a song together, if we can work together? No, I'm, you know, because there's a time for like work and just chilling and, you know, but one day, I hope so. That's cool. But that wasn't where my head was. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like it was a fun party. I'd love to hear that because we all think it's, you know, this big uppity thing. But the fact that you're saying. I thought so, too. That was the very first time we we went very first time we were invited and I had a great time. Nice. Well, I know you mentioned that, you know, we could obviously we're seeing you at the Met and that fashion week now. Do we think maybe at some point we'll see you with your own fashion line or like anything like that? Oh, I would love that. Yeah. Okay. Sky's the limit. I'm not really saying no to anything. That being said, like, where do you see yourself in five years? Five years? How old will I be? 28? Mm-hmm. Oh, EGOT. Will I do it that soon? Maybe. Lots of Grammys, album of the year, record. I just want all of it. And you can do it. Honestly, if you you believe it, I, we all believe it. You will. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, last question. Um, I mean, I know you're so, so busy and like obviously between acting and, and now with like the, you know, the music and everything. Do you have like, what, what else do you do in your free time that maybe your fans don't know about? In my free time, I sleep eat and that's about it oh and (laughs) that's when i have time to binge watch my shows what's your show well the last one i binged was good game the one before that what's the too hot to handle i love that show (laughs) yeah it's like uh love island with no sex so i tried to get into love island but for some reason i couldn't but too hot to handle i was all over that love island season five okay i'm gonna get on that Thank you so much, Chloe. It was so nice to meet you. I'm so excited to see what you have going ahead. And I'm always so excited to see your performances. So I'll be looking forward to the next one for a day, I'm sure. Thank you so much. (laughs) Bye, girl. Have a good day. You too. Be sure to listen to the Spout Podcast at our new time, Sundays at 9 on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Spout Podcast is presented by Alpha Media, produced by Gorilla Sound, and created by Phil Becker.